time, Seth Castellum. And girl, this is episode 127, girl, the TV and love video game podcast. Straight from my heart at TVandLove.net. You wish you had these slow jams. That was, that went far longer than I expected. That was crazy. (laughs) I'm styling all over your face. I think so. I'm actually impressed. Like at first I was like, oh, whatever. But now I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little fun. turned on, I think. <laughs> I'm not phoning it in, that's for sure. <laughs> so this is, it's, it is 8.30 Eastern time uh-huh. on Monday. Yeah. Mm. So what happened yesterday? Uh, well, as you know, I, I tweeted at you. And I was like, hey, are we recording? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like half an hour before our normal, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, so, and then I was like, whatever, you know, went off to do whatever before I check. And then my, one of my sisters and my younger nephew, uh, showed up and then he was like, Hey Seth, want to play Rayman Legends? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, dude. And then I started playing Rayman and the next thing I, I look at the clock, I'm like, Oh shit, it's like one fifty. What the f- and then I was like, oh, but to be fair, Craig, to be fair, if you want to feel awful about yelling at me, he did have a seizure like a week and a half ago. Uh, that has so, no impact on any of it. So. <laughs> I don't see how this ties into anything. I should spend time with him. He he could have died, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that's common, but yes, I suppose he could have died. That would have been unfortunate. I, I don't know. Apparently, like, um... What is it? But you're impossible to get a hold of. Like, to be clear, like, I have Seth's phone number. It doesn't... I might as well have a tin can on a string. I might have a better chance of getting hold of him with a tin can on a string. My phone... I think my phone was actually charged, but I think it was muted. So, all all good that did. Nope, that did no good. So, what what was I tweeting things that, like, Seth is the biggest butthole in the solar system I know because Discovery told me or whatever. Voyager told me. I, I didn't look at half of them, so I was like, just I was so annoyed. I think I, I don't know. I think I said I was like legit mad. I wasn't mad, but I was super annoyed. I'll tell you that much. Because I'm just sitting, I'm sitting here, and like I was ready to go. Like we had that hiatus. We we're like now we're like two episodes past the hiatus, and I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do a fucking podcast. All right, just like, think of this as no, just think of this as payback for that time me and Chris were just like sitting here, like where the fuck's Craig? Did that happen? Yeah, that happened. When did that happen? Um, probably like the episode before we officially went on hiatus. Uh, we, we, we sh- me and Chris showed up. You didn't say a goddamn thing about not recording, but me and Chris showed up, and you were just were not around. Wow, really? Like I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. What what happened? What, what what excuse did I concoct after that? Uh, I don't know. I don't even think we like brought it up. We're like, whatever. Craig's being Craig. Hmm. I mean, Craig's being Craig. I'm usually on before you guys. <laughs> I know, but I, I, I don't know. It was, uh, it was right around when our, I think, recording set schedule started getting spotty. Wow. Now, if I did that, then yeah, that's totally payback. Then, man, I feel like a butthole now. I mean, the seizure thing didn't make me feel like a butthole, but this totally does. <laughs> Dude, I was looking, he, he got it when he was getting like a, a Gardasil vaccination, which is for like HPV or something. Mm. I was looking this up, and like apparently a quarter people or quarter of the kids who like get this uh, vaccination experience some sort of adverse uh, mental 
uh, effects right after getting the shot. And apparently Caesars is like a big one, and they didn't tell my sister this before uh, giving him. So this the is shot. a document. This isn't like what's her face, Jenny McCarthy, whoever. Comes oh no, no, this is this is documented. Oh, okay. They went to like another. Well, obviously he was rushed to like a hospital because he was just yeah. not like at a real hospital. But uh, one of the doctors there told him, "Oh yeah, this is like some." Bullshit, and uh, Merck likes to have it reported as fainting with jerking rather than a seizure. But he's like, no, it's totally a seizure. Wait, what? what who wants it recorded like that? Uh, Merck, because it's their product, and they don't want to scare people off from getting it. What a bunch of fucking assholes. Yep. Fainting with jerking. Fainting with jerking. Oh my god, that's... I can't even that's wrap awful, my right? head around how insane that is. How in... That's... Wow. Huh. And, and and the FDA's like, yeah, that's cool. Fainting with jerking, that sounds about right. Go ahead and murk. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. My mind is blown. That's fucked up. That's fucked up on all accounts. It's fucked up as a private entity, and that's fucked up as a public entity. I can't even wrap my head around that. It's it's super messed up. Mm. It doesn't, I guess I really should not be surprised, but that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that's now. Is this is this a temporary thing, or is this like is he permanently like that's it? No, nah, it's it's temp. It's temporary. It was, still though, still, still. It, it's apparently it's like a four vaccination procedure too. My sister's like, fuck that. He's not getting the rest of those. Dang. Yeah, that fucking sucks. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to transition out of that. So <laughs> I can't. There's nothing I can. There's literally no way I can transition out of that. So anyway. Um, I started streaming, um, uh, I started, I said, well, I just streamed once, but I'm going to be doing it more frequently, because I picked up some, uh, better hardware, like, man, doing, like, YouTube videos and shit, this shit's fucking expensive, like, people, here's, it's a double-edged sword, people who get into this thing now, or got into it recently, have, like, a wealth of, like, examples to follow, and there's better, there are better, like, there's better software, there's better hardware, there's better cameras, better all these things for, for people to get Now, the double-edged sword is that, like, it's, it's a crowded, YouTube's a crowded place now. It's a, it's a saturated market. Getting into it now and getting people to recognize you, and it's a little tough. Um, but, man, when I started, people were still using the fucking cameras built into their computers. And now, like, people getting all specials, they're getting fucking Final Cut Pro all over this shit. And <laughs> collecting, collecting game footage, pfft, you point your camera at the TV. That's what you did. <laughs> that's, that's Dude, crazy. I get so mad if I'm like looking up something for a game and then it's off TV footage. I'm like, oh, who the fuck are you to give me this advice while pointing your camera at a television? And it's, it's you're very, a prime example of what makes it such a pain in the ass. And I have a bunch of like, like hardware that collects footage. And I went out and bought one device. There's a fucking train going by. It's so loud. Yeah, that is super loud. That is, wow. it's driving right into my living room. That's like that scene from Ghostbusters 2. And that's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, this is a, lo- I have never heard a train this loud. Like, I'm, I'm mad. I'm mad at this train right now. <laughs> it's got the new jet engines on it. it. Makes it go faster. Right? So, um... I, I bought this new device that's cheaper than either of the two devices individually that I already own, and uh-huh. it's better. The, it, it's better. It's it's easier to use um, as a piece of hardware because it has HDMI. I'm like, plug it in, done. Um, but it also supports composite and component, uh, and the software is like easier. Oh, you want to stream to Twitch? One button, click, done. I don't have to use none of this 
Flash Media Live encoder, none of this fucking, none of this other shit. It's incredible. Craig, what magical device is this? Uh, Elgato Game Capture HD, where it's it's 150 bucks on Amazon, so it's a bit of an investment. It depends on what you hope to get out of it to spend that that money. But it works for Windows. It works for PC. You can stream for, like I said, you get out of the box. You can stream HDMI component composite. Um, it has a pass through for HDMI, uh, but I would recommend splitting the uh, video signal if you try to do anything else because you're going to get like a half second lag on your computer. So you can split mm-hmm. it and run it to your TV and get it in real time. You can also capture the footage for YouTube, whatever. Um, nah, it's it's really nice and it looks a lot better than anything I was using before. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It looks small too. Is it oh yeah, it's small? tiny. It's it's tiny. It's crazy. Yep, yep. Highly, I, I definitely definitely recommend that because um, it's uh, no, nah, it's nice. So that'll make it easier to capture footage. It'll make it easier to stream. And um, so I'll plan on doing that before, well, a little bit more. So, my, I mean, it's twitch.tv slash TV unless for me. What's yours? Uh, slash H-E-T underscore N-K-I-K. Okay, head in the kick, okay. Yep. And I was going through, I was trying to pretty up, like, my channel page or whatever. That is some labyrinthine bullshit. I don't know how, <laughs> like, we were talking last episode how confusing it can be to just stream. It's fucking confusing just to set up your goddamn profile. How does Twitch TV operate? How do people use this fucking thing? Is I need uh, I need somebody like with HTML skills to like make me a, a nice looking page or something. Well, I went in there and I changed the background on the side. Uh-huh. I put in like little images where it's like you can subscribe to my YouTube page and follow me on Twitter. And I was doing the banner. The banner is huge. Not even a banner. It's just a giant block image. <laughs> It's Mastodonian. It's like, and I have a generously sized screen at a, you know, pretty good resolution. I don't know what my resolution is. It takes up half my fucking screen. Like, that's not a banner. So I don't even know what to do with it. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just put a fucking solid color in here. Because I don't want to see this, this static background image that Twitch has. And then I no longer have the button change banner. It just disappeared. And I'm going through these because you have, like, a settings page, a channel page, a profile page. I'm like, why do I need so many goddamn pages to do anything? I swear, I was, like, messing with the profile page. It said it will appear under my video or something. I, like, typed a bunch of stuff, and I submit, said changes saved. And then I don't see anything, like, underneath my... I I don't know where it went. I'm doing something wrong. I don't know how to set up, like... It's crazy. It's crazy ridiculous. I went through so many... I was Googling stuff. I was looking up Twitch's help pages. I shouldn't need all that shit. That should be... Because I'm not stupid. I mean, I have have low patience these days. When I was younger, I'd be like, oh, okay. And I'd sit there for, like, eight hours making a profile page. I ain't got that kind of time anymore. And to be fair, web development's pretty fucking different from when I was, like, 16. So... (laughs) I shouldn't have to like be good. I shouldn't be. Ha- I shouldn't have to do that stuff. It should be a lot more straightforward than what it is. I, I don't. I'm a smart guy, but I have a low tolerance for like user unfriendliness. And Twitch is fucking crazy user unfriendly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dude, I have a I have a lead on on somebody who sells like a DS and 3DS with uh, video outs. Yeah, you can buy those. Those are like um, they cost a few hundred dollars though. The ones I saw it was pretty cheap for the DS. It was like one fifty for the actual DS. It's already all the way modern. Only like fifty bucks or something if you want to do it yourself. Oh, that's not too bad. I thought it was more. I thought it was like I thought like I saw something. It was like I think it was like three hundred dollars. But that might be for like three DS or Vita maybe. Yeah, I've seen a three the three DS one. I think they had was like 
uh, might have been around 300 Okay, then maybe I was thinking of 3DS. Um, yeah, that's expensive. Although that would be great, but... Because that, that, yeah, no, I would like, to, I would like to be able to directly capture footage. They, they should have TV outs on these things. Like, it's bananas if they don't. Yeah. I mean, it can't be that, like, much to do. I mean, if somebody could fucking do it in their home and sell it on the internet, I'm sure, like, Nintendo could do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the PSP, uh, after the second, after the first revision, so, like, the PSP 2000 and 3000 had TV out. You just yeah. got a cable and popped in and there's a component. I have no idea why they don't do that, so. Yep, yeah. Keeps keeps this guy in business, I guess. I don't know. In fact, I, I just got I got an S-Video, one for PSP in the mail yesterday, I think. So I could stream PSP games, too. Oh, nice. Just bring it all to the table. I don't even care. What model PSP do you have? Uh, 3,000. You could have just bought the fucking component dongle. No, I mean, well, I bought a, that's what I did. Oh, it was, it was an official... Oh, okay, I see. I don't know. Oh, I bought an S-Video one because I don't have anything to stream component. Oh, okay, I see. Gotcha. Yeah, because what are you using, like a Dazzle or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because those are cheap. Those are cheap if you have a PC. I don't even think they... There's no There's no Mac Dazzle, I don't think. That's why I started going with the Elgato products because they're filming this. They're, you know, a little pricey. Like, my composite uh, cables, Elgato... I don't even know what the fuck it's called. was like... I want to say it was about 100 bucks, maybe a little bit less. And that thing, though, gets really cruddy picture quality. And that's been a long problem with that. And they've tried to release updates to solve it, but it looks really muddy. Like, if you look at any of my YouTube videos that have, like, footage from, uh, you know, anything anything composite, so older video game systems, Xbox, whatever, and you get that muddy image, man, I wish that looked better, but there's nothing I can do about it. And... That- the component device I bought is Elgato, but it was designed as, like, a DVR. So, like, technically I can stream and stuff with it. There's a little finagling I got to do with it. But, um, yeah, it was designed as, like, a TV DVR. And that gets a pretty good that gets a pretty good picture. It came with a dongle that was supposed to support um, composite, too. The dongle never worked, though. So I was never able to get, like, older video game footage. I was so excited because I'm like, oh, great, I don't have to use this old piece of shit anymore. I still totally do because that dongle never worked. Mm. At any rate, that's uh, that's that's streaming and collecting game footage. Kind of, <laughs> kind of a pain in the ass, believe it or not. Uh, the, the problem I noticed with the Dazzle uh, is that the color isn't as accurate as it should be at all. Like, when I look at the stream footage compared to what's on my TV, the color's just off. Is it super off, or is it kind of like, if you, would, if you didn't know the difference, you wouldn't even notice? Uh, it's... I think you could sort of tell, but it's not super bad. I see. Now, do you split the video signal? Yeah, yeah. That's that's probably why. Uh, I, it's a one to one splitter, and like I said, it splits to my TV as well. So no, it that's looks, what I'm saying. It looks spl- I mean, it's, think about it. If you're splitting that signal, you're degrading it. It's a, it's a powered splitter though. It's oh, it's powered. To, oh, you have a boost. Yeah. It's boosted. Oh, okay. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. It shouldn't do that. Yeah, no. Mine is not boosted, so I get a degraded signal. But yeah, no. I, I had that problem before. It makes it all darker and everything. It doesn't mm-hmm. look it doesn't look good. But no, I bought a powered one. So gotcha. Okay. And it still does it. That that fucking sucks. That's <laughs> you bought that. And it still doesn't look that great. Great. Nice. Yep. Okay. At any rate. I didn't do anything in the past week. I just hung out with friends and my girlfriend. I didn't do anything. Did you do anything exciting? 
I just, I just streamed all week. Yes and no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I plan to do that a little bit more. Now that it's easier to set up, I'm looking forward to doing that a little bit more. Maybe, like, new games, like new releases. Wind Waker comes out soon. Maybe I'll stream that when I go, when I pick it up. I wish Chris was here. He's the exciting one. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's got work tomorrow. All yeah. right, let's do some video game news then. Uh, we had Tokyo Game Show this past week, and I just don't, I don't even think anything came out of that, really. I, I, I didn't follow that at all, because I would have seen something, because something big had come out of it. There's so. a, a new Yakuza, a new uh, Ryuga Godok. Uh, are, are, should we get excited for those anymore? No, no, <laughs> because it's not, it's a, it's a Ishin, uh, restoration, um, and it looks really cool. It takes place, uh, I think it's in the Meiji era, uh, it's like Kenzen, it takes place in the past, and mm-hmm. it looks fucking awesome. It's coming out for PS3, PS4, uh, and Vita, and Sega hasn't brought out Yakuza 5, they haven't brought out Yakuza 1 and 2 HD, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know about Sega anymore. They I, I you know just a year or two ago I said that like you know I really enjoy Sega as a publisher. Like they're not quite the big uh, publisher of niche titles like Atlas or Exceed, but they're kind of there. You know you get like Yakuza, Binary Domain, some of those platinum games and stuff. They do put out some interesting stuff. Now I don't even know what the fuck they put out. Like what do they what do they put out? What are, I mean, they have. They need Nintendo's help with their flagship franchise. Craig, Sega's, let me. Sega's let me put, sunk. Let, let me put forth the best case scenario whilst presenting r- related news. Yeah, related news. Yep. Uh, Sega can now use the local Atlas localization team to bring over some of their titles. Hopefully, maybe. That would be Sega, nice because, Sega yeah. bought Atlas. Sega bought way. Atlas, which was everyone's everyone like I, I know some people are like really excited about that. I'm like, have you noticed Sega these days? Have you noticed But I don't know. I, I just don't I don't know if necessarily that's a good thing. I, I mean if Sega if Atlas is like left to their devices and they can just do whatever the hell they want and now, you know, they have a company that actually exists and isn't, you know, doing criminal activity, uh, <laughs> keeping them afloat and they can just do whatever they want, cool, great. Boy. Speaking of which, is it, I find it weird that Sega like made a whole separate division to own Atlas. Is like called Sega Dream something. That's probably for like tax. That's probably I don't know. That's probably for financial uh, stuff. For some more shady shit, they're just gonna dig that hole deeper. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's it. it yeah, people people reacted. I, I saw some people reacting positively to that news. And I'm like, I don't want to like piss in your Cheerios or nothing, but. Have you have you seen Sega? Like they're getting Nintendo's help for Sonic. Like that's that's <laughs> fucking dire straits this company's in. It's sad. It's sad, really. Yep. But, but I, I, I haven't read I haven't read what they're doing with the with the U.S. branch at all of Atlas. I don't know what's going on there. No, and also either. also potentially Europeans might actually be able to get Atlas games earlier since Sega does publish games in, in Europe. Let's not get their hopes up just yet. No, well, it's a possibility. I'm not right. saying anything. Right. I mean, I mean it's, I'm sure it's better than waiting like three years for Rising Star Games or whoever to ghost light to bring over Atlas games. That's that they true. Have. The thing is, though, is that, you know, Atlas is a pretty small company. I mean, well, I don't know about pretty small, but they're not as big as other publishers. And, they, and that's how they've kind of like, you know, kept their own costs down, how they're able to put out these niche games and stuff them full of soundtracks and shit. 
is because they probably, you know, they're not they're not as big of a company as everyone else. Uh-huh. And so I don't know if you can just throw a bunch of localizations on their desk. Go here, you go. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> I, I I don't. I'm not so sure that'll work. Yeah, no, I, I I get that. I mean, they do localize some stuff that's not their own, but it's not. Uh, it's not like they do a lot of that. Right. Exactly. So, I I, I am skeptical about this uh, about Sega buying them, but I'm hoping for the best. So, I, mm-hmm. I hope it's mutually beneficial for both of the, both of them. But God damn, I want some more Yakuza. What the fuck is wrong with you, Sega? <laughs> You're sick of your shit, Craig. So, yeah, because it's not selling. It's all about Shenmue now. Yeah, but you're not getting that either. God damn it. So, um, also announced the... T- uh, you know, <laughs> this was kind of funny. And, and I don't want to kick the Vita while it's down. Um, Capcom announced a Monster Hunter for Vita. They announced Monster Hunter Frontier G, a.k.a. the Monster Hunter no one gives a fuck about. <laughs> I'm like, Is it, well, that's the one that's also on like, Xbox 360, right? Yeah, it's basically like an MMO Monster Hunter. It, it Monster Hunter Frontier G with the G because they got to tack this shit on the G's or the tries or whatever. To but um, that's um, it's also coming to I think PS3 and maybe Wii U as well. Bas- but basically, no one cares about it anyway. It's like a token I, effort. It's like I, I, I can't even come up with an appropriate analogy for another platform. Appropriate it's, food analogy. <laughs> food analogy barrels or whatever, right? I no, no this is not going to do anything for the Vita. Someone released a, this graphic. I think it was probably from GAF uh, using Media Crate numbers, and it showed that when you when you add up all retail software for the Vita in Japan, it ju- all Vita all all the sales of retail software in Japan for the Vita just barely edges out retail sales of Monster Hunter games on the 3DS, which there are two. Um, I think technically three, because I think there might be... That's because Japan counts their, like, budget title, oh, or budget okay, re-release as a separate you're title. Right. Yeah, no, technically you're right, then there are just two. Um, and, like, to put this into perspective a little bit better, um, in, like, just, like, two days, Monster Hunter 4 sold about as many copies as there are U- Vita units, like, whole systems in Japan. It's craziness. That is crazy. We talk a lot, a lot about the Wii U selling poorly, but man, the like the Vita is even worse off. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with this system. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if Sony can do anything about it. Vita TV, dude. Yeah, it's gonna solve all the problems. <laughs> it sucks. It's a nice system. It's a nice system, but I don't know what they're gonna do about that. Um, Nintendo's former uh, CEO, President uh, Hiroshi Yamachi, died. At age eighty-five, uh, he <laughs> he ruled Nintendo with an iron fist, and now he's dead. She was a crazy old man. He was who was selfish. Yep, and he just ran an awesome company. Holy crap! Mm-hmm. The things that company did. I mean. Under him is when they went from transitioning out of like cards to toys to arcades to home consoles. Yep. Yep. And um he even came up with the DS. He was like, "Yo, give it two screens." <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think uh 
Yeah, that's that's in one of the uh, in one of the older Iwata asks where they're talking. About, I think it's when the 3ds first launched. They said like uh, Yamauchi was the one like bugging them about 3D from the beginning. Was he really that part? I didn't know about that part. Yep, like all the way. I think all the way back to the Famicom or something. He'd been bugging them about 3D. Oh, hey, can we do 3D? Had, like, can we do 3D? Glasses for the Famicom though. Yep, yep. And apparently that's just because he loved 3D so damn much. Hmm. But like even like you said with the DS in that same interview, like even with the DS, he's like, "Yo, make a handheld with two screens." Like for he didn't have like a concept behind it or anything. He uh, Iwata said that like uh, him and and Miyamoto had to like work backwards from there to figure out like what kind of games they could bring to this. Yeah, and that's how system. they came up the touch screen. Yeah. Yep. So he was just a dude who just like was like just do do this shit. I don't care why, make it good. Yep. Uh, but um, yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Um, let's see, uh, a little more Nintendo news here. We have Nintendo, um, announced Wii Sports Club and Wii Fit U. Well, Wii Fit U is technically already announced, but they, I guess, came up with some more details here. Um, Wii Sports Club are HD online versions of the Wii Sport, the original Wii Sports game. So, t- uh, it's tennis, bowling, baseball, golf, boxing. Uh, you can buy them a la carte, uh, t- uh for $10 a piece, which seems a little high in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can rent them for $2 a day. You rent the whole package, all, all five of them, uh, like a day pass for $2. And that seems to me, that's really interesting to me. Like that's, that's kind of like you have a bunch of people over two bucks and then you can play your stupid Wii games. <laughs> right. Um, they have online play. You can play online. Do they have leaderboards? Uh, yeah, there's like a whole club thing or something. Yeah, like you yeah, join a club, yeah, club and then, then comes from, yep. yeah. And they've also been upgraded with uh, Wii Motion Plus controls for all the games. Yeah, they use Wii Motion Plus. Um, $10 seems a little high, but the a la carte is nice because who, who really gives a fuck about baseball <laughs> or boxing? Even golf, I would say, eh, but people... No, nah, I love the golf. golf. But I, I, I do really like the bowling and the tennis. And, and 20 bucks those, are the t- those are the two it's launching with. Yeah, yeah, the other three will be available later. But 20 bucks for those... I You know, I wish it was a little bit less, but 20 bucks for those two games... No, it's not so bad. I get what I want and don't have to buy what I don't what I don't want. Um, <clears throat> now we fit you. This one's this one's fucking weird. This thing's the whole thing's weird. We fit you as a free trial comes out November first. You download it. It's digital. It's the entire game. You can play it for like a month. Now, mm-hmm. if um, you want to keep it, you have to go out and buy a physical we like a fit meter for twenty bucks. You get this Wii Fit meter or whatever the fuck it is. I'm pretty sure it's the same. That's their Pokemon meter as well. That's probably true. And then you sync it with your Wii U, and then you get to keep the, the free... The, call it a demo, but we're going to use it loosely here because it's actually the full game. Um, and then you get to keep... So basically, you can get the digital version of Wii Fit U for 20 bucks, mm-hmm. which is not a bad deal if you already have a balance board and all that jazz. Um, apparently, it comes out retail December 13th, I think. Um, that's probably just going to be like a full price game or whatever it costs with the balance board. It's really interesting to see Nintendo uh, coming up with all these harebrained digital <laughs> prices. Yeah, it's they got that. They got uh, they got the Wii Sports thing, and then they got like Zelda releasing earlier on download than it is at retail. It's they really a lot of- I, I you know it's I don't know the the concepts are really. Interesting to me. A la carte pricing, buy this stupid plastic meter you don't need, get to get the game for free. It, it's it's confusing. 
Like I had, I actually have notes. I have this all written down right here because it's confusing <laughs> to me. So like you know, Joe Blow with the Wii U. Like I don't even know how they're going with this. And the thing is, I think it's interesting. I don't think this is really a bad idea. I actually kind of like that they're experimenting with this and seeing how it goes. And it's not too egregious. Like I said, I think the Wii Sports games at ten dollars a pop, a little, little too much. But um, might be a little bit easier to swallow it, like say seven. But mm-hmm. um, other than that, I, I think these are pretty respectable ideas, and they're probably just testing the water because they don't really do a whole lot like this. Um, but I gotta say, releasing Wii Sports this—that's reeks of desperation. <laughs> you think they try to like remember these this game, guys? Don't you don't you want some of this again? <laughs> now you can play it with your auntie clear across the country. And yeah, no, it it really does reek reek of desperation. Cool ideas, but man, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Come up with something a little more. I just you know, I was kinda hoping that like the Wii U would have like built in software, like Nintendo Land wouldn't be like a premium thing, like there'd be like Nintendo Land games built into it. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's really hard to um articulate selling points and now they're just kind of retreading stuff to convince people I don't I don't know how well this is gonna work. Yeah, I'm really surprised it didn't after the 3DS had the built-in, like, AR games and the Face Raiders and stuff. Yep, yep. They don't have to, like, they don't have to, you know, put in games that are really super complicated. But a few, like, little simple games to get people started or increase value. Like, I don't think it would actually hurt Nintendo financial a whole lot to put those games in. I mean, Nintendo Land's a nice product. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that they're charging, um, you know, money for that separately. But, you know, when you come up with these strange concepts... It's it's really hard to sell people on them if you just throw the system in the box, and then nothing else. Yep. So, but yeah, no this this is this seems kind of desperate to me, and they they are desperate. The Wii U, I don't know, like no one wants to bite, so they think Wii Sports will save it, but I don't I don't think so. I think that's I all think the news I have. Would you have anything? Like think that? What, no, I don't. I don't have anything else. Okay. I'm trying to think of like what would save the Wii U. I don't know. A lot of people seem to be jumping on uh, on uh, for the Zelda game releasing for Wind Waker HD. But I mean, that's just people in gaming circles already. Right. You know? It's not. I don't. I'm not so sure this is going to be a mass market game. Nintendo's going to have to come up with something better than um, Wii retreads to to do that. But I mean, it could be. A, it could be like more gamers could pick it up. But a lot of gamers are just really cynical, and they're really and and a lot of them are looking forward to the PS4 and the uh, and perhaps even the Xbox One. I mean, I can't blame them. Those look like fine systems too. But I mean, the, you know, the Wii U has good games too. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's always often the discussions like reduce the power. Oh, it's not two two gigs of fucking RAM. Man, who cares? But. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it'll take to convince people anymore. And it's so ingrained in people. And I keep bringing this up, but it's so ingrained in people that the Wii U is a flop. But no one really talks about the Vita like that. And not that I want people. I don't want people to talk about them either one as flops. I want people to like check them out and perhaps you know make you know perhaps I don't know buy one, play some games on it. They're fun. But the Wii, the Vita is doing way worse than the Wii U, and you just don't see that kind of conversation on gaming blogs or websites or podcasts. You know, it's like they just kind of given Sony the pass. Yeah, whatever. But man, let's hammer the shit out of Nintendo on the Wii U. <laughs> Nintendo's the whipping boy, man. Always is, always is. And then people get like, and then 
like Nintendo fans and or fanboys will bring that up, and then people are like, oh, just a fanboy. Like, nah, man. Like, look around you. No one gets this kind of uh, scrutiny other than Nintendo. No one. No one. And the Wii U is selling poorly. There's no toys around that. But man, like, how many fucking more clickbait articles can there be about it? Yeah, it's, yeah. No, I think it's like starting to become a trend, like just towards Japanese games in general. Now I've noticed like a lot of like, oh, there's Japan floundering, right? I don't know stuff like that. There's a lot of clickbait articles lately. Yeah. Well, the problem is like because they they become so commonplace that that's just that's just the accepted truth. Japan makes shitty games. We use a piece of crap. Like that's it. It just becomes so commonplace that you just don't question it. It hurts me every time I read it. Yeah, <laughs> video games. No, I, I, like, I want to argue the points, but I know better, and I'm not going to do that shit on forums or comment sections or whatever because screw it. I'm tight. You know what, man? I am so glad I really don't hang out on like video game forums. I go to like Gaff, and mm-hmm. sometimes like like cool stuff breaks on Gaff, and sometimes there's like I wouldn't say there's good conversation, but things come up like like. I don't know. Like sometimes there's interesting things to read, but generally speaking, the actual flow of conversation is something I want to say the fuck out because there's so many dumb fucking people, and <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not a part of that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Well, it depends on the thread. I think. No, and that's true. There's, a lot of a lot of times, even like just the the first post in the thread, the, whatever starting the whole, will set the tone of, and you know where it's going to go just from reading the opening post. That's true. But. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a lot of that. But there's a lot of fun stuff and good stuff. And- no, that's true, too. And there, and there are a lot of smart people that go on forums and hang out on YouTube and what and, and, and our Twitter or whatever. Like, that's that's totally true, too. I shouldn't completely... Uh, it's just it's like the, the, the negative ones or the dumb ones always just seem to be the loudest. Or maybe yeah. you just pay more attention to them because they get under your skin more, but... That could be that, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they do seem to... Like, negativity does often seem to drive a narrative, though. Like, that's... Sort of what I'm getting at. And so when you go on a forum and you hope to talk to people that are like you, that are like enthusiasts, and yeah, you have your own biases, your own perspectives and stuff, but like, generally speaking, like, you just like video games and you want video games in general to succeed and you just see a bunch of stupid shit and you're just kind of like, man, can't you just play video games, dude? Like, what's the fuck is up with this? I, I do sort of like that gap is, uh, Unlike other forums, where just every system and console and everything's just thrown into one forum instead of like separating that. it I out. Separating that all out, yeah. No, I don't like that either. No, I got you there. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's all the news we have. Then that was really a rambly mess, but um, that's cool. Let's do some. Let's do some mailbag here. If you want to get involved with the mailbag, you can go to teamless.net. There's a giant banner that says mailbag, and then you can leave a comment there. And I think someone left. Someone left a comment on. People keep doing this on the Facebook page. Keep doing it. Actually, I think it was a friend of mine. And we'll do hers first. It's Kelsey. Kelsey is a friend of mine. How do you feel about rainbows? Uh, are you asked? Is this the question that, that Kelsey is the, asked? That is the question. There's two parts. How do you feel about rainbows? And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have a strong opinion either about <laughs> rainbows. Hmm. Sometimes, a lot of times, I'm disappointed in rainbows because you could barely see them. They're just sort of like faded in the background. I'd say the majority of the time, I, I'm just disappointed by rainbows. I feel like they're not putting forth enough effort. 
Um, and she also asked, what's your opinion on Egypt? Uh, as a country or about that whole crazy shit that's going on over there that I try not to pay attention to? She just says Egypt, so I suppose as a qu- I, I don't know what she means by that one. I don't, I don't, I don't have strong opinions on Egypt as a country either. <laughs> I sort of want to go there. I want to see the pyramids and shit. My aunt did, and she brought me back, like, this, like, hand-stitched, like, leather camel. Sweet. My like- sister, my sister did, and she brought me back, like, this tourist shop, uh... Raw thing or something, I don't know. Oh, she also brought me this Egyptian Toblerone. It's Toblerone, it's just Egyptian on the box. Nice. Yeah. Um, all right, so then let's do some real responses to the mailbag, not Kelsey dropping the phone. Yeah, all the cool people post on TVNList.net. Drive up them hits, so maybe one day Seth can go to E3 in like five years. (laughs) (laughs) Nathan says, hey dudes, what are your thoughts on Atlas's acquisition by Sega? Do you think this is a good fit? I am personally okay with it under the prospect that Sega simply lets Atlas continue to do their thing. They prevent them from localizing games in the U.S. Might have to throw down. Anyways, keep up the awesome. Yeah, that's basically, we already kind of went over that. I, I think, like, so far, the official word of the uh, Atlas president has been, like, it's business as usual, but, you yeah, know. That's, we, yeah, we, I read that, too. But we don't know. We don't know how shit's going to go. It could go okay. It could go really bad. Yep. Uh, Helsinki Rocks asks, Craig, how much do you love Sonic Heroes? I imagine this was like a topic of like, your stream. Was this like, <laughs> I hate this game, but Craig loves it. Uh, no, somebody, yeah, I was playing this horrible Sonic Heroes game, and somebody <laughs> asked me, somebody asked me if you like Sonic Heroes, and I said, I don't know, probably not, because this game's shitty. So, I don't know. I I am not in love with Sonic Heroes, but I think that my opinion is far kinder than yours is. When's the last time you played it? <laughs> that's, well, that's a good point. It was probably back in its heyday. Mm-hmm. Should, should, I, should but, I try playing? <laughs> I used to... I mean, let's put it this way. I disliked it before. I played it again, and I just straight up hated it now. Oh, wow. No, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I can go so far as to say that I liked it. But, I mean, I wasn't enthusiastic about it. It didn't seem dramatically, like, worse than, say, Sonic Adventure 1 or 2. Uh, it, I think it is. Okay. The answer may surprise you. I'll, I'll check it out. Clockblocker says, I was at GameStop and found a copy of One Piece Unlimited Adventure, which is an expensive game that wasn't released in Europe. It's expensive here, too. Um, I'm just asking myself, how the hell did it get here? This copy must have crossed the North Atlantic Ocean, but then somehow ended up in the boonies over here. How did this happen? Someone probably imported it. Um... Oh, he's got another comment. He says, I forgot that my system is region locked. Remember Craig turning his Wii region free. It sort of wants to play this game as well. It's really easy to turn your Wii region free. I mean, this is it's a matter of throwing a couple files on an SD card and popping it in, and that's it. That's that's most that's pretty much what you have to do. Uh Weebrew.org. There's no piracy stuff there, so I should be okay saying it. Yep, you just installed the homebrew channel. And what application do you use to make your drive region free? Gecko? Gecko, yeah. Gecko, I use a USB loader. It really doesn't matter what you use. So, yep, you just pop in the game and load the game from that application within the homebrew channel, and that's it. That's I don't it. even know if it's it's still on there, but there used, there used to be an app on there where you could just, like, download other apps, like, straight from your Wii to your Wii. That's okay. what I, I mean, that's what I did, yeah. I'm pretty sure, I mean, well, it's been a little while since I did it region-free. But yeah, like, I don't so. know if they're still, like, running the servers for that or whatever. Oh, that's a good point. Um, but no, it is dead simple. There's tons of tutorials and help online. I mean, like I said, it's just 
get a get a free uh, SD card, two, four gigs, whatever. Just toss this, toss the files on there, and pop it in your Wii. That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. And One Piece Unlimited Adventure is actually a fun game. A little, a little action adventure title there. I haven't played it. And um, I had it. I bought it on a whim. I don't know. I don't really. I don't really know that much about One Piece. But I was like, I was desperate to play something on my way <laughs> at that time. And it was actually wasn't that bad, but it went up in value, and I ended up uh, trading it online with someone for a sealed copy of the limited edition of Persona 3. And uh, they're about, they were about equal in value at that time. I don't know where either of them gone now, so it was, it was, it was, a, it was a decent trade. Mm-hmm. Um, Clock Blockers has a third comment here. He says, I was on the subway train, and suddenly some old crone started to talk to her reflection in the glass of the doors. She was telling herself that she was going to kill me, the guy who supposedly was standing in her favorite place. The creepy, creepy part was that she was talking for half an hour straight with this creepy voice. I've been meeting lots of weirdos lately. Haven't met Seth yet, though. That, seems <laughs> that, that whole thing was just a setup to call you creepy. Wow. That's a lot of effort. It is. Huh. I don't know how I feel about that. Also, that story kind of freaked me out. That's a scary story. That is a scary story. Get off the train, bro. Uh... Seth Ariel, um, wasn't there? A, wasn't there a Seth Ariel who po- used to post on the IGM message boards? Um, he maybe frequented, he frequented. I think like the 360 board. Maybe that's him. Maybe it's. I've never seen anyone else use that name. Maybe it's him. If it is, hi. I, I know. I saw him on our own message boards when we had them. It could be, yeah, because I mean, there's a there's an exodus from IGN. After a while, I mean, no one posts on the... Co- I mean, it's basically the vestibule. That's where anyone ever posts, I think, these days. Um, he asks, what happened to Steph's 2 deaf? Any of you still keep in contact with her? Was there a follow-up that I'm not aware about? It would be great to hear on the podcast on a regular basis again. Uh, no, we're still on a, all on a friendly basis with Steph. She just bowed out. She just didn't, you know, have the time to, to do the commitment on a regular basis. She just bowed out. So, nope, no fallout. We still talk, like, mostly on, like, Twitter and stuff. Um... I don't know if she'll ever be on the podcast on a regular basis, but I suppose she, I don't see why she wouldn't agree to do like a guest at some point. She's she's got like a real family and she's probably busier than all of yeah, us. Yeah, she has a life. She has you know son and a husband and a house. Yeah, job. Weird. That sort of stuff. But yeah, no, still talk to her on Twitter all the time. And uh, he also goes on to say, so I'm watching Seth stream Snatcher right now and asked about the forums here, and he pretty much said to ask Craig. So what happened? Why are they gone? They're not gone. They still exist. Um, TVNLS.net slash forum. Um, I removed the link from the main page of TVNLS.net because I haven't done any pruning. I haven't been keeping up with the forums. It's it's just a ton of spam accounts get registered. And if you want to register for the forum, we have to man you have to you have to apply, and then we have to say okay. Otherwise, just all the spam accounts come in, and um, just. Trying to go through all those, it's a fucking nightmare. So I'm like, uh. And it, at the time, I kind of backed off. There, people weren't really posting that much anyway. And I keep saying maybe I'll do it, but I just <laughs> haven't done it. It's just it's such a daunting thing. It's such a daunting thing to like look at and then start promoting. Like everyone, come to the forums, and then you get people start applying, and they get and everyone uses like weird ass usernames that you don't know if it's a robot or not. So you reject it, and you're like, oops, sorry. That's why you implement some capture shit, Craig. I was trying to implement capture and it broke it, so... Oh. Yeah, no, it didn't quite work out so well. That's why you get better at the internet, Craig. I know, right? 
Uh, while we're talking about Sethereal, let me let me stop you real fast. He he gave me a uh, code to give away here on the on the podcast. Oh, it's a uh, Steam code for Limbo, uh, which is a video game. And I'm just going to ramble this off real fast. It is J N L nine N W A R A K Z two five E seven. So some enunciate very clearly. I like that. Yeah, I try. I try sometimes. As someone who had to like read and hear for like serial numbers and shit over the phone back when I worked in a data center, that show was a nightmare. You enunciate. I like that. I like that about you. Usually I'm a rambling, mumbling mess, so I figure every once in a while I'll put some effort into it. <laughs> so that's Limbo. Thanks, Ethereal, for providing that code so we can read it off. Mm-hmm. And I hope someone enjoys the game. It's fun. Uh, Nick Knack says, hey, guys, since Chris isn't here, I thought I might ask each of you guys separate questions. If that's okay with you. It's absolutely okay. For Seth, since you're a fa- fellow San Diegan, is that really like the nomenclature, San Diegan? Yeah. Hmm. That's correct. I want to know, is there a shopping center that sucks way more ass than Fashion Valley? If so, what? <laughs> uh, Fashion Valley. Like, honestly, if you're not like a teenage girl who's obsessed with clothing, then there's not much at Fashion Valley. I, I, for this, I go in there, it's like to the movie theater, which is right at one of the entrances. Um, what sucks, like, if we're talking about like an actual big mall and not something just small like the Hazard Center down the street or something. Um... I can't think of anything. <laughs> no. No. Fashion Valley is the worst if you're a dude who's not obsessed with fashion, I guess. Right on. Uh, for Craig, I'm not trying to be an asshole or anything, but would you take offense if I called you a son of a bitch? No, but you probably shouldn't anyway. <laughs> so I appreciate asking, like, straight up, like, if you're going <laughs> to do it or not. Um... Anyway, continue what you're doing because it helps me with my commuting. It's crazy how many people say that. Like, oh, it makes, you know, the walk to class so much better. My commute's better. I'm like, wow, man, we're just jerking off into a microphone. (laughs) 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 Well, we appreciate the support. Thank you. Uh, Me the entire I'm just like, oh, God, what am I doing? I know. uh, I, I, I guess I get really anxious, actually. Like, every single time I go to record a video or to do the podcast, like, I mean, I have anxiety problems anyway. Like, I have anxiety attacks, like, all the time. But I get really anxious. Like, it scares me because it's, like, people listen to this stuff, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just why? pretend like they don't. And it helps. Every once in a while, I'll get, like, really bad, though. There's been probably, like, two or three recordings or right before recording. I'm, like, just a ball of nerves. Today, not so much, though, so. And then there are times, like, during a discussion where I feel myself, like, I don't really have that much more to add to the discussion. Or I feel like my enthusiasm's dropping off. Yeah, man. I'm like, fuck, people are listening to this. Sounds like garbage. Stupid idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I just figure that by this point, they're okay with it. So whatever. Yeah, people, I mean, hundreds of people still listen to it, which is a number I'm very proud of. I'm proud that we're able to pull just, you know, 500 or so, five, 600 people per episode. That's pretty great. But man, like, yeah, you're Mm -hmm. right. They got to be used to it. They got to be like, yeah, whatever. What a rambling fucking mess this is. Um, yeah, they know what they're getting into at this point. Yeah, yeah, no, they gotta, they gotta. 
And if uh, you what do, surprises me the most are people who have just like recently started listening, and then they go back and listen like from the beginning, yeah, and still keep listening afterwards. Right. Like, you, that's why? crazy to me. That's so crazy. Thank you, like, thank you. That's really great. But at the same time, I'm like, man, there's got to be better podcasts. There's got to nobody listen to us. <laughs> well, we'll take it. Yeah, no, we'll t- no, it's great. Thank you. I appreciate I appreciate the support. No, don't get me wrong. Um, JT says, I was looking for a fun action RPG that I could play on my PC, so I referred back to the podcast and recalled a recommendation by Craig of a game called Advent Rising. So I gave it a playthrough and found one of the most fun ARPG experiences I've ever personally had, so thanks for the recommendation. Even with your warning, the ending left me pondering how the first Mass Effect's merits, first Mass Effect's merits warranted a trilogy, but Advent Rising did not. Money. That's, that's pretty much what it was. I say this as a fan of uh, Mass Effect 2 and do understand that there were other problems with the company, but come on. Yeah, Mass, uh, Advent Rising was supposed to be a trilogy of, of three games where you didn't have as many choices as Mass Effect. It wasn't that complicated. Um, but, you know, a couple choices you made here and there would carry through the trilogy. And then there was going to be a side story called Advent Shadow on the PSP. And that didn't come to fruition because uh, there was a huge bomb for um, Majesco. But I don't, I don't know if I qualify as, a, as an RPG. I can see maybe where you're coming from in terms of, like, the powers and leveling up and stuff. Um, but it, it is more of an action game. But it's a terrific... I, I'm a total Advent Rising evangelist. Like, it's... On the Xbox, it's a little sloppy because the areas are way bigger than they need to be. And then they, 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 then they put, like, 15 enemies on the screen at the same time. Like, come on, man. Like, this is the fucking Xbox. What are you doing? Um... But, uh, no, nah, it's a terrific game, and uh, it's on goodoldgames.com for, like, five or ten bucks. Like, it doesn't cost anything. You can go to GOG.com and get that on your PC where it probably runs better uh, for, for, for for pretty cheap. Did you ever play this, stuff? I did not. I bought it. But my Xbox is hard to hook up right now. Gotcha. Actually, does it does it run on the 360? Do you know? I don't think so. I think Barbie's fucking adventures does, but Advent Rising does not. <laughs> Alright. Dill Zombie says, Hey guys, was wondering what your opinions oh, were on the upcoming Pokemon games X and Y. Loving the return of the podcast. And Seth, great work on the streams. Thanks. People are really enjoying your streams, Seth. Thank you. That's really cool. Uh, I think everyone who's replied here is... <laughs> what? I, I don't get a lot of viewers, but the ones who do uh, seem to enjoy it, so... Uh, thanks, everybody who sticks around and watches me play old-ass video games. <laughs> um, I, I I fall into a Pokemon cycle where I get really excited for it. Like, this is, like, my Call of Duty. Like, this is, like, the game that I fall into, like, socially. Like, everyone else is playing, so I have to play it, too. And that always happens to me with Pokemon. But the last few entries has just left me, like, just really frustrated. They're just not... They're slow and not... They're sort of cumbersome. You know, the menus and all that, just not, ugh, way too much text. It's not, it's not fun to, like, use. Fun to play, but not fun to, like, use as a piece of software. But that said, though, I am looking forward to Pokemon X, because that's the one with the, like, reindeer on the cover, I think, right? Yeah, I think we got Why has the way cooler cover? I want the reindeer, a, man! Like, I don't want the bird! It's got a, it's a badass bird, though! I got a badass reindeer! Alright, the, pr- the Princess Mononoke Reindeer. That's what I'm getting. It comes out the day before I go to Japan, so that's why I'll be playing on the plane. I'll have to turn off Wi-Fi and turn off the volume and put my brightness settings to one and turn on power savers so it'll actually survive. 
any significant length of flight, but I'm looking forward to that. And the person I'm going with is also mm-hmm. picking up a copy, so so as we'll both be playing that on the way there. Are you are you getting this out? Uh, dude, I have not had any interest in playing a Pokemon since since Diamond. So did you enjoy really. Diamond? Not really. And, and, is is that what turned it. you off? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it honestly, just felt like so much the same shit that I've already done like so many times before it. Um, I've gotten over. Yeah, I've just gotten over it. like the traditional narrative and the traditional progression. Like I've really gotten over that. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just tired of reading the same fucking dialogue every single time I go into a Pokemon Center. I'm just like, why is it in a battle? The the there's three separate actions for the text on the screen, the battle animation, and then the HP meter going down. Why is that? Why does that take three separate? Why can't that happen all at once? Like I'm a smart guy, I can see the screen. You could put the text, the animation, and HP meter all at once, and it would move the game so much faster. Um, the the menus are like really cumbersome. It's really just like the usability thing for me. Like it's just so slow and tedious, and it's a game built on repetition. Whether you're raising Pokemon just for the single player or heaven forbid the multiplayer, it's so repetitive and wordy and i that this is really frustrating to me yeah, i think when i play i feel like i'm like working and not playing and, you, and you know yeah I mean. if you want to get like evs and stuff you gotta get your fucking spreadsheet and calculator and shit, yeah, screw, yeah screw that shit uh and then you like gotta kill all these pokemon because you're like no you weren't born with the right stats and then you just throw them in the grinder <laughs> make make them fuck some more dittos Am I am I crazy or or is did I read that this game's not in 3D except for the battles? Yeah, I read that the map is not in 3D. That's weird, right? (laughs) Yes, that is weird. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just making sure. Just making sure that's weird. Yeah, to be clear, we're talking about stereoscopic 3D. There's no, yeah, only the battles, from my understanding as well, are in stereoscopic 3D on the 3DS. Yeah. All right, whatever, Nintendo. <laughs> They're like, what? We gave you a polygonal overworld, but the fuck else do you want? <laughs> Make that shit 3D, what the hell? And it's not even, like, I've watched, like, videos of it and stuff, and it's not all, like, free-roaming 3D. Like, quite a bit of it is actually still quite overhead. Like, they've they sort of fudged that, where it's like, yeah, everything's polygonal, and in some areas you kind of got, like, an over-the-shoulder kind of view. But a lot of other areas are kind of, like, more traditional, I looked at those things' graphics. It's not like doing anything crazy or anything. You can walk diagonally now. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> I know, right? It's so hard. Fuck, fuck those tiles. Oh man. No, no. I mean, I'm I'm interested in the game. Everyone's. Get, I think you know people get excited about whatever they want. I don't mean to imply otherwise, but I can't get excited about what other people are like. Oh my god! It's oh, wow, wow! Look at this. Everything's three D. Like I don't care, man. Am I going to get, like, if I have to read, like, eight lines of dialogue every single time I go to a Pokemon Center still? If yes, then fuck that. That's what I care about. Oh, but we're, but we're all in agreement that Y is the better cover. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Okay. Let's uh, check out that next question. Thanks, then. Chris. Thanks for <laughs> piping up at the wrong time. Um, Noah says that he's preparing his body for October 12th. I know you guys aren't the biggest fans of the more recent Pokemon games. And while my opinion on them greatly differs, I think this generation has the most potential since Gen 3. 
Uh, every time I see these games, which is a surprising amount for a person that's supposed to be on a blackout for them, they look better and better. Can't wait to be wrapped up in another Pokemon game again. Okay, so this is an actual question now. What version, if any, are you picking up? Um, like I said, X for me, I guess. Seth, if he does pick it up, will be Y. Um, also, what is your favorite Pokemon revealed so far? X, and between... He's picking up X, and it's for him, his favorite Pokemon is between Braxian, Frogadier, and Amora? I don't know. I don't know. I can't keep track of these fucking things, stupid names anymore. Like, when it was 151, when you had shit like Tangela or Spiro, like, I could keep that in line, but these fucking names, Frogadier? What? <laughs> I'm looking at Amora. That thing looks stupid. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. Let's go with uh, Mega Mewtwo. I mean, Mewtwo. <laughs> <laughs> He's just making shit up. <laughs> no, dude. Mega Mewtwo. That's a, that's a thing. Mega Tangela. There's no Mega Tangela, Craig. <laughs> Nobody wants a Mega Tangela. <laughs> that would be the worst Pokemon. <laughs> mega Farfetch'd. <laughs> be down for that. <laughs> he's got like a giant tree in his beak that he just swings Hell around. yeah. <laughs> oh man, that'd be good. Uh, Johnny2900 says, have you been so excited for a sequel to a game before that you ended up playing through the original again? I'm replaying Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy and unlock all the hidden characters now that the sequel Curtain Call was announced. Um, is Indy Zero doing Curtain Call? Probably. I don't know. Is it, isn't this the one where, like, uh, Square's like, we want this to be the last one released because we're just going to release unlimited DLC for for the rest of our lives? I have no idea. I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, sure you know what? I love Cedar Rhythm. I think it's a terrific game. I really haven't read up all that much on Curtain Call. Like, I know it exists, and that's about it. Yeah, I think the, the plan for it is just for this to be, like, their one uh, interface, I guess, and then they could just release music for it as long as they want to. Was there anything stopping them from doing that with the original theater rhythm? They released DLC uh, for uh, that. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe okay. there's something in the back end. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, I love theater rhythm, but I really haven't checked out anything about Current Call. Maybe I should, because if it's an Indie Zero game, I have to have it. I, I own every single other Indie Zero game. Including, like, an obscure PC game that only released in Japan in, like, the late 90s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so you're crazy. I, uh, I am bananas. Uh, no more crazier indies. than you, Seth. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it's, it's Indie Zero, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, then I'll have to get it. Um, as for the question, I don't know. I'm sure I have. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, though. I might pop it in, not play through the the pre, the preceding game, but I might play around with it in in a fit of excitement and in in impatience. Um. Yeah, yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom three. Hmm. Now that I think about it, uh, when that game was announced and all this media came came out, uh, my friend and I started playing just a ton of Marvel vs. Capcom two. Uh, and then we were kind of disappointed with three, but whatever. Well, I've been playing the original Fable, and um, I, I guess it's supposed. I mean, it's not really in preparation of Fable Anniversary, which is, you know isn't a sequel; it's a remake of, of the original Fable. Um, it's because it got delayed. Like it's not 
it's not coming out this year. Like it was supposed to. It's coming out next February, so. I don't know if that counts, but I guess that's... Why, why would you, like, replay a game that's being remade? That seems weird. Because I really wanted to play I was really looking forward to playing it. That's like... And now it's getting remade. I mean, February's a little ways away, dude. Like, that's, you know, it's like five months away. It's not like I'm, you know, really spoiling nah, myself. Okay. I guess, I guess. Brandon, not the famous one, says, Hey, crew, I was on Seth's live stream. Man, people are really digging this. That's cool. I'm kind of glad you got in on that. And um, we were discussing how Sonic Heroes is the best Sonic game of all time. (laughs) I don't recall that's how the conversation went. Uh, I was wondering what the non-Seths in the house, I guess me, thoughts on the game are. Thanks a bunch. Yeah, I mean, you know, referring to, we already sort of talked about this a little bit. I haven't played it since it, like, initially came out. Like, I I have it for, like, the GameCube. I don't, I remember kind of liking it. Like, I wasn't, like thinking, oh, this is, man, this is this is Sonic's return to form, this is great, but I remember thinking it was alright. Uh, it's a clunky mess with, like, bad collision, and But they all have every, bad Every 3D Sonic game, you just fucking... Every, it, it might be worse than usual. Okay. Everybody... Oh, I just hate everybody. Tails is reading straight from script. I don't know who they got to voice Tails in this game, but he's like, <laughs> I could, I could, I could hear him like moving the paper up through his hands as he reads through whatever he's reading. And ah, uh, oh, Tails is an asshole. Like he just stops flying like after a certain height. Like he only goes so high. And I'm like, no, the ledge is right there. Just go a little bit higher, Tails. But he's like, no, I'm just gonna hover. I'm gonna hover right here. I hate that game so much. Oh my god. Okay, just go. Keep, let's let's get oh. out of here. David says, hey, guys, and Jeremy, if he is there. Yeah, ask Jeremy if you want to guess, and then you didn't show up, so. Who's Jeremy? Uh, O-M-G-B-E-R-B-R, something like that. Ew. You recognize the username there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's been a long-time, like, viewer of the videos and listener of the podcast. And he was, he said something on Twitter, I'm like, you want to guess? And he's like, yeah. And then we didn't have a podcast, so. We'll get Wait, was, we'll, he, was he there yesterday? Did I fuck up Jeremy's appearance? He was No, he wasn't on. I was just kind of sitting here. Yeah, no, he wasn't. No, no. Okay. But we will, we will get Jeremy on. We will get Jeremy on. Um, David says, not really a question, but lately uh, I've, uh, I, I've been playing. I skipped a question. I don't know how that happened. Um, we'll get back to that. Not really a question, but lately I've been replaying Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. It's been about five to six years since I've touched the game and I've fallen in love with it all over again. Prior to this, I hadn't been too interested in A Link Between Worlds, but I'm but now I'm chomping at the bit for it. Fun fact, it's champing at the bit. I got chewed out for that. It's not chomping. You think it would be chomping at the bit. It would be like a horse chomping on a bit. Like, yeah, let's fucking go. It's champing at the bit. I don't know why that's, I don't know what that is. Because that's what people said when they rode horses back in uh, yeah, yeah, 1820. Like, yeah, 1820, and they just fucking fucked up the phrase for everyone. <laughs> chomping at the bit makes more sense. I'm totally on David's side here, but it's, the phrase is champing at the bit. I don't know. Um, yeah, I love Minish Cap. I think that's a terrific game. Speaking of Zelda, I now have every game in the series released by Nintendo boxed and complete. I'm pretty happy with that. I'm pretty sure you mentioned that last episode. I think I think I said like I'm almost there, and I was bidding okay. on stuff. 
Okay. But now I do. Now, now now it's official. Now it's official. I'm missing two CDI games. It's not published by Nintendo and whatever. But you know someone's going to be like, yeah, the CDI games. I have one of them. Craig. Huh. Craig. Huh. Do you have the Game & Watch game? I do not. I did have the, um, I never had the watch, the wristband watch. My cousins had that. I did have the dual screen as a kid. And then I don't know what happened to it. Like, my, I remember distinctly... Um, I, I probably did something so slight it didn't even register to anyone else, but my mom took it away as a punishment and then I never got it back. So I did have, my grandparents gave it to me for like my birthday one year or something and then my mom just took it away and never got it back. I'm just going to assume everything that you own as a child was converted into drugs. A lot of it was. No, well, I mean, I don't know if I talk about this story. When I was, when I was about eight or nine, um, well, uh, between the ages of, I'd say four-ish, and maybe about eight or nine, I lived in, like, three different apartments on the same street, probably because my parents were dodging, like, rent. They would just rack up a bunch of, like, back rent, and they would not pay it. And so we moved around quite a bit. Um, and then, finally, we finally actually got evicted from our, like, the third place uh, on that street. And... Um, it, you know, the, the police show up and they take all your shit and they put it in storage. And, um, so all my stuff I accumulated till, you know, till I was about like nine was put in storage. My parents didn't pay the bill. So anyone who's seen storage wars knows what happened. That shit got auctioned off. So I mm-hmm. actually do not own, I do not, there's, I just don't own anything from before I was about nine. And, I mean, I, I accumulated so few possessions between the ages of, like, nine and I'd say, like, maybe about 13 uh, that I just don't own. Any, basically, I just don't own very much before I was, like, 13 at all. Okay. So, some of it was drug money. Some of it was just gone. <laughs> so, and some it, of it was police auction. Yes. Yep. So, I don't I, I own nothing. Actually, the very few things that I do own from as a kid are actually our video games. I have my original Link to the Past cartridge, my official, my original Link's Awakening cartridge, and my original uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 cartridge. But I think some of those things came out after I was nine. I don't remember. But th- that's pretty much it. Those are like the only old video games from when I was like a child I still have. I don't have like, I don't have, like anything. Oh, well. Um... David goes on to say, anyways, it's nice to see the podcast back. It makes my walks to and from campus much more enjoyable. Keep up the good work, and I look forward to many more alcohol-influenced discussions in the future. I am drinking right now. I am drinking, this is 7% alcohol, which really isn't that much, but it's better than usual five. This is Woodchuck Pumpkin Cider. It's pretty good. It tastes like candy. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, sweet, delicious alcohol candy. And we skipped someone. Matt, Matt said yo. That's how I missed that, because it was so tiny. Oh, yeah. And hmm. by the email address, I know that this Matt is actually a friend from high school of mine. He He's actually married to my first serious girlfriend. Aren't you... Did you say, like, Andreas was also hooked up with one of your previous girlfriends? Andreas' first wife was a girl I dated very briefly... And All right. Yeah, she's a disaster, and he's probably probably better. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sorry, Andreas, if you're listening. He, no, he knows that he knows that she and I dated. It was not serious or anything. Yeah, no, well, I, 
this figure you've dated this everybody who you're friends with. As you I, I guess so. <laughs> Hopefully not, like, literally, because, you know. And of course, for those of you that are listening that don't know Andreas, Andreas is a writer for onpause.org, and he and I go to, like, packs together and stuff. And uh, you can follow him on Twitter. He's at Racing Freak, if you'd like. And he's German. He is totally German. He, yeah, he, he immigrated here from Germany. He was actually born in Germany. You wouldn't know, though. Yep. Like, he's just not, he doesn't, he's, he's not, he's, English is not really accented or anything. He yeah, no. Assimilated it's like, really well. It's like my friend from Russia. He apparently when he was little and he moved here, he had an accent. And then there was some story that he told me about him asking for chocolate milk in the lunch line, and the lady was like, "Are you Russian?" And he was like, "How do you know?" <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, he, he worked really hard on getting rid of that, getting rid of that accent from that point on. Aww. <laughs> All right, so that's the mailbag again, untivas.net. Drop us a comment in the mailbag section. Uh, let's talk about some games we've been playing. You said you don't have a whole lot to talk about. Well, I played some games yesterday, so All right, that actually playing? worked out. I have no idea what you just said. What have you been playing? Oh, what do I... <laughs> it's, uh, that's the logical question of what you ask. Um, right, right. It's, I started up uh, Shantae Risky's Revenge on uh, DSi. Um, the movement... And the attack is so much better than the Game so Boy Color. Much, yes, absolutely. They they switched it to auto run, where Shantae is just always running. You don't have to hold down a run button. That's also an attack button, which was a major problem with the first game. And like that, her attacks longer, and the hit detection actually works like a hundred percent of the time now. Instead of like, I swear I'm whipping this thing and it's not dying. So that's not a problem anymore. Um. The game seems to be... It's a lot smaller, though, than the Game Boy Color game, though. I think um, so, too. Well, how do you feel about, like, the, like, layered areas where you have to jump into the foreground or background or whatever? It's mostly... It's mostly in that forest area. That's a big and, one, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah at, at first it was bugging me, but then, like, I just pulled up a... Well, I bought the in-game map, and then I just... I had the map on the bottom screen as I'm playing through the game and that makes it a lot easier i think to figure out where the hell i am that's true so i'm not i'm not i'm not uh perturbed by it at all i wasn't i was for a bit until i figured out the map and i went oh okay this is this isn't so bad um the dungeons are still good there's i think there's only two of them though i think i'm nearing the end of the game so unless it ends with another dungeon there's only two in this game um which sucks because I, I really like Wayford's dungeon design in this series. If they like actually had this sort of dungeon design in Adventure Time, I think it would have been a much better game. Uh, but I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I don't. It's weird. I sort of wish like this game and the Game Boy Color game were combined into one game, where like all the movements and hit detection, and everything, and and the smaller overworld areas like. There's less areas, but they're also smaller, so they're not as much of a pain to traverse. If, like, you brought all those mechanics and then put those into the Game Boy Color game, uh, where there was just more of everything, I think you'd have a lot better game overall. Probably. But it's okay. Also, it's really weird because, like, when you do the belly dances in this one, like, no music plays. In the Game Boy Color game, when you go into deli- belly dance mode, uh, there's there's music. Yes, yeah. There, and it's just really weird in this one where she just, like, starts dancing to nothing. I don't know what she's doing. Um, but that's like a minor nitpick, but no, nah, I'm, I'm liking it. Um, 
what else have I been playing? I started up the uh, the Wonderful 101, and that game is fun. Like, holy crap, I mean, I've only played through the first two levels. The levels are pretty long, though. And it's basically like a boss rush the video game or something. Like, you just go from beating up smaller characters, which are still huge, and then you fight a big old boss and be like, oh, that must have been the end-level boss. And then you go a little bit further, and there's another damn boss, and you're like, holy shit. And then there's another boss, and then you kill him, and just awesomeness happens. Uh, my problem that I have with a lot of Platinum games, especially their action games, is that people there's a lot of dialogue. People talk a lot in, like, this and Bayonetta and stuff, and it really breaks up my flow of playing these games. At least I find this dialogue more entertaining than Bayonetta's, because Bayonetta was just a bunch of stupid shit that was, uh, whatever. Um, so it's okay here, but I would prefer if they trimmed that stuff down. Because, I mean, if you got such a good action game underneath there, it's like a really a shame to just slow it down with a bunch of cussings and stuff. I agree. I haven't uh, played Wonderful 101, though. I saw it in motion um, at a kiosk in GameStop. It looks really nice, like... I mean, I think the simple art style really betrays how pretty that game is. Mm-hmm. But it's I have no interest really, in it. I have like, I have like none. I don't care. It's it's really clean looking. Yeah. And then uh, just like the really huge like robot bosses and stuff are like really damn impressive looking, especially when you're like climbing around on their arms as you fight them and stuff. The color palette's really nice too. Mm-hmm. Um. The I like it because you get better as you play. Like at first, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of hard, whatever." But you get new moves to help you along. But you also get better at what you have. Limit they limit you on what you have, like a little at a time. So you can get used to doing that before they give you something new and throw it into the mix. I think it's paced really well in terms of uh, uh, not progression, but I guess familiarity. With what you're getting for, it's, it's really well balanced in terms of difficulty, I guess. Uh, but no, that game's really fun. And then I just played a, a whole bunch of older stuff, but one of the ones I want to mention is Skull Monkeys. Um, that game might be better than I remember, honestly. It gets really hard, really fast. But it feels good. It's like a nice challenge. There's a little bit of um, hit detection with, like, environmental objects, like spikes or whatever, uh, problems. It's usually in your favor, though. Like, you could actually, like, touch the spikes a little, but that still messes up some jumps. Like, you might start jumping too early and not be able to make a jump or something. But, uh, God, that game's really fun. It's just really hard, solid platforming. Yeah, and it's like, funny as shit. It's funny. It's I, got I, a good art style. It's got good music. Yeah, it's a really good game. It's. I just really. I'm, I'm glad that when I first played it, I didn't even know who Doug Naple was. Let me put it that way, though. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, I hate to think like something that good like comes from that person. You know, I'm not even going to get into that whole thing though. Uh, I, I think that's. It. I mean, a bunch of the stuff I was streaming was just older stuff. I will say that I, I, I may have had this discussion. I may have defended uh, the Sega Genesis Aladdin in the past. That game is not as good as I remember at all. I think a lot of it for me is nostalgia. I like it, though. It's all right. It's not great. I used to, like, when I, I thought that game was, like, the shit back in the day, but seriously, it's not. It's got, it's got a ton of problems. It, Such as what? 
And just readability of the platforms is, I think, the major one. It's kind of hard to tell where they end and when you could jump off of them. Um, and just, uh, like, the prison level where you're, like, jumping on those blocks that move in and out of the walls. It's hard to tell, like, what's even floor or where's wall or what's – the readability of the levels, I think, is, is really poor. Um, also, the boss fights are – seem – horrible and lazy you sort of just like throw apples as fast as you can and then it whatever dies and the sword just doesn't not feel as good as i remember it feeling as well you kind of just swing like crazy and hope for the best i suppose but but the animation is still really freaking crazy good it is uh uh, there was one level that was driving me nuts it's it's like right after you grab the lamp and you have to like run uh, through, I guess, like the lava cave or whatever, and there's a bunch of rocks falling and rolling at you and stuff. That level was driving me crazy because there's this one platform that I just could not tell where this platform ended at all. Like, I'll jump from it, I'll either like come up short, or maybe I like had stopped and then pushed right again. Aladdin would like only do this sort of half forward jump and not like a full running jump or something. And it was, ah, uh, that was driving me nuts. But no, no. It's bad. No, it's, it's all right. It's all right. It's not. It's not as good as I remembered it being, though. I played it just recently myself, not too long ago, earlier this year. Yeah, I, know, I still liked it. I don't know. Went better for went better for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, mean, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm just. I, I don't even know if I. I don't even know if I picked up on those things, but maybe I'm just more forgiving. I guess because I. I just sort of expect those things, and it's an older game, and maybe. I mean, because I well, I was also like playing Quackshot and stuff like that. Quackshot held up really damn good. That game. I don't. I don't really like Quackshot. How do you not like Quackshot? I don't have anything. First of all, I don't know. I, the controls just seem really annoying to me. Yeah, no, I don't really like. I don't, I don't even like crazy against Quackshot. Right? Just don't uh-huh. really care for it. Oh God! All right. Well, now you're just blowing my mind, Craig. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, everyone's like, yeah, Quackshot. I mean, I, I, I did not play... Did you play Quackshot as a kid? Yeah. That's yes, I actually, didn't. like, one of the few blind buys. My dad was in a good mood. He's like, yeah, I'll get you a game, and took me to the store, and I just bought Quackshot because Donald Duck looked cool on the cover. Yeah, no, I, but, I, I, I didn't play Quackshot as a kid. That's a, that I played that within the last few years. And, I mean, like I said, I don't really have... There's nothing, like, I can't do a takedown of, of Quackshot, but, I mean, I just... I was like, yeah. Shoot plungers and jump away. I really didn't. It was really confusing to me as a kid because you you could, like, select from a certain number of levels and you have to, like, collect key items from a level and return to previous levels to use them and stuff like that. Yeah. I, so it took me a while to figure that game out when I was little. Um, so I'm, I'm really glad I, like, went into it with that knowledge already in my head because I don't even know if I'd be able to put up with that shit now. I am so much lazier. I'm a lazier gamer as an adult. It's, I don't know if it's, it's just laziness. It's that a lot of games were not as user-friendly back then. I don't think there's anything wrong with the layout of Quackshot, though. Like, it's actually all really cleverly done. And it's not like there's check levels where you could recontinue from there. It's not like you have to play through the whole levels mm. again once you get the items that you need. So I don't think there's anything, like, poorly laid out within the game. Well, what about how it's communicated? I mean, is it communicated in a fashion where, you know, finding these key items is not... I mean, I don't remember... I don't know. Like I said, I only played it a few years ago, and, like, I don't really remember much from it other than shooting plungers and climbing walls and stuff. I don't know. Uh... 
it's because you're talking about things that are like more complicated. <laughs> I, I guess I just didn't see it as I, I guess I really wasn't paying attention. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, like there's there's a Viking level. You get to the Viking level, you can't get in because there's a. Um, it's locked. Yeah. The inner ships of the Vikings locked. Okay. So then you need to go to uh, the Viking Keys. Actually, in the South Pole, but it's frozen in ice. And to get to the South Pole, to get it out of the ice, you need the Staff of Ra to melt the ice. But to get to the Staff of Ra, which is in Egypt, you need to get a Sphinx tier, which is in India. So there's like a whole proper progression of everything right, so then you got like cool but what you're basically saying is like no it's not communicated at all what the fuck you need <laughs> no you it might be in the manual or something but in game definitely not oh. uh you pretty much just wander around till the to the end of the level and then find something i mean obviously like once you find a sphinx deer if you're you know know anything about anything you'll be like oh i probably use this on the egypt level yeah so that reminds me of like clash at demon head then because like clash of demon head is a pretty cool like side-scrolling like action game um mm-hmm. And a band in Sky Pilgrim was named after it. But um, it, it has, like, an overworld map. It has, like, roots and points on it and stuff. And they're not... They're only named in the game if, you like, you're standing adjacent to them on the map. So, like, you don't know some route way off on the map. Like, you don't know what that's called unless you have the manual. So mm-hmm. it's, like, something in the game will tell you you need to go, like, route something. Or I think it's randomized. But, like, you won't... Like, what the fuck route is that? I don't know unless you have the manual. Which is really annoying and stupid. <laughs> that shit was, uh, you needed that as a, as a kid in older video games. Yeah. yeah. It's like ha- half the picture was right there in your manual and maps or whatever else they're going to give you inside of there. Which Decoder, is kind of frustrating rings. to really put, like, pertinent things in the things that are separate from the game. That could be in the game. There's no reason why you couldn't name the roots in the game. I think it was just part of the appeal, even, of video games back then. Oh, I can, well, okay, I can appreciate that. But, I mean, that comes back to, like, you know, just user-friendliness and being able to communicate a game's own ideas to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, people talk a lot about how, like, modern gamers are baby, there's no challenge. But a lot of the challenge, maybe not all of it, I'll give you a lot of games do hold your hand, make you watch a bunch of cutscenes. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I do agree with that, but... A lot of the stuff we did weed out was kind of fucking garbage, though, and did deserve to be weeded out. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, oh, somebody was actually trying to argue for the design of the original Legend of Zelda, and I was like, no, that's kind of... It's not that people are babies these days. A lot of that game just would not fly in this day and age. Yeah. Nope. I I mean, like, I mean, just the biggest example is, like, Level 7. Level 7 makes no fucking sense... Because how would you guess in a million years that the recorder would drain a lake? It doesn't do that anywhere else. You wouldn't even think about that. Like, maybe if the puzzle revolved around, like, wind? Like, maybe, maybe. Because it summons a tornado, and it doesn't... The tornado just carries you around. It doesn't do anything else. But maybe. That's a bit of a... Draining a lake? Are you serious? No, that's stupid. The original... There, there, There is a hint in the game somewhere that's like, play music where fairies don't live. Which is like 90% of the world map. To be fair, but <laughs> they they were trying to give you a little hint. At that, but I mean, just even something like bombing walls and dungeons, like how there's nothing that lets yeah. you know that that's even a possibility. Some of it, like you kind of have to like get a keen eye for like the map. Mm-hmm. But then it gets worse when I want you to walk through the walls. And I'm the, like, the second, no, fuck the second quest. The second quest <laughs> goes straight to hell. 
Aren't there? Isn't there like one or two instances of walking through the walls in the first quest too? I know it's more there's, frequent in the second quest. There's only one, and it's not in a dungeon. It's up in the top right area of the, of the overworld map. You could walk through and get some like secret uh, okay. money. But I mean, there's also like 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 level five. Just keep walking up the mountain. Why would you fucking do that? <laughs> because all the other places bring you to the same place. I don't know. I don't know, Craig. It's 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 poor design. Like if there were hints in the actual game, other places, or like examples that are shown to you of the kind of things you could do in the game, but there's not. It's all in the manual. You gotta read that manual, dude. I have the manual. It, I recently went through it. It gives you some hints and stuff, but it don't tell you shit. Like, oh, if you come to a mountain, it just repeats itself. I mean, it at least tells you that you can, like, bomb walls and dungeons and stuff, right? Yeah, it does, yeah. Of course, some of the, like, the overworld bombing spots are just, I don't know how you're supposed yeah, to know like, any of that like, shit. Yeah, like, level 9, like, Spectacle Rock. Like, I understand why it's called Spectacle Rock now. It looks like a pair of glasses. It looks like a pair of testicles. <laughs> it's testicle rock. Um, it is. But, I mean, just, like, it, that, that's just really something difficult to conceive of. Especially as a kid. I don't know what the fuck spectacles are. Why don't you call it glasses rock? <laughs> Uh, it's not, it, it's, nah, I mean, we're going off on a tangent here, but I think a lot of it, things that we've, we've shed since that era have been positive things to get rid of, but, um, we've got, like, Zelda's gone in the complete opposite direction, especially with Skyward Sword and Thee, like, bananas, man, I can't even handle that. That's yeah, crazy. no, fuck that. I mean, people, and, and people that, like, always thought, like, in Ocarina of Time, people who thought, like, Navi was annoying, I never thought Navi was annoying. Navi was rarely intrusive, and... Sometimes she offered, like, hands. She kind of kept you on the right track. You know, it really wasn't... Navi really wasn't that bad. And I thought that even back in... You know, back when it first released. Everyone was going, like, Navi, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it doesn't really bother me. I, I didn't know hating Navi was a thing until... The internet? I think until I started... Yeah, until I started posting on, like, IGN and stuff. Yep, yep. And then, yeah. And then, yeah. And everyone started bitching about it. I'm like, oh, this doesn't really bother me. I thought, I thought, And I thought things that she said were helpful without, like, being, like, feed straight up solving the puzzle for you. Yeah, it should be like, hey, Link, check out those clouds over that mountain. That shit's crazy, huh? Yeah. Maybe you want to go over there. Like, it should just give you a general direction of where to go. Right, right. And I and I, and I I definitely appreciated that. So, no, I think that's, I think Ocarina of Time actually walked the best balance of, like, puzzles and, and pointing in the right direction. So, mm-hmm. I think they should do more of that. At any rate, um, I have not been playing very much, mainly just Grand Theft Auto V, which just last episode we talked about getting Grand Theft Auto, and I said, nah, 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 but I didn't, I didn't pay for it. My birthday is coming up very soon, and a friend of mine just bought me a copy as an early birthday present, because he was buying himself a copy. We had the same exact discussion. We were both like, yeah, before was so boring, but I can't help but get feeling sucked into the hype, so he's like, I'll buy myself a copy, I'll buy you one for your birthday, so he got me one. And apparently he has an older Xbox. And apparently IGN actually just ran an article today. Like, apparently Grand Theft Auto V is having trouble on older Xboxes. So his oh. it, it freezes for him. And uh, he got it to work on his brother's Xbox, so he's been able to play it. But here's the crazy thing. If you don't follow me on Twitter, you may, you may miss this, but I don't hate the game. I actually kind of like it. Um, I, I can't... Uh, before you go, before... My main question, how... Is the driving controls? The driving is the polar opposite of Grand Theft Auto 4. Whereas Grand Theft Auto 4 felt like you were driving like the blocks made from the pyramids in Egypt, 
Like these are like these are squirrely and weightless. And I will take that over the four. That's exactly what it is. Like it's it's the other extreme. But if I if, if it's gonna be one or the other, I'd rather take like zippy weightless arcade cars over driving like a boat down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Now general moving your character is still like basically the same. It's like this weird like really heavy syrupy feeling. And I hate that. I don't know why that, but that's still there. Um, the shooting is, I guess, better. It's been a little while since I played Grand Theft Auto 4, and I know I didn't like the shooting. I'm still not hot on the shooting here because it's just so clumsy. So the game, by default, he- relies heavily on, like, snap auto-targeting. When you pull, like, the left trigger to aim down sights, it'll snap to, like, a nearby enemy. You can manually aim with the right stick, but it feels like crap, so there's no reason why you'd want it. And, you know, like, things like this are, like, the sorts of things, like, just right there, that's it. I mean, there's more to talk about with Grand Theft Auto. But, like, those things right there, like, make me feel like when people are like, this is the greatest game of the generation, 10 out of 10, I'm like, but its basic systems feel like shit. So, like, how can this possibly be the greatest? I don't, I don't know. Honestly, to me, Grand Theft Auto, and I, th- this might be part of the reason why I'm enjoying it, like, I've accepted the fact that I don't think anything about it is really AAA except for the presentation. The mechanics really are not AAA. So I've accepted the fact that this is kind of like a B-tier game. And now that I've like looked at it as a B-tier game, which sounds strange, I'm like, yeah, I'm actually kind of digging it more. I'm like, whatever, it's janky, whatever. I play janky games all the time. But I still can't get over the kinds of praise it gets because it doesn't, it doesn't feel deserved. Um, this game has... Some more has like some of like the leveling up of like basic skills like running and shooting, kind of like San Andreas did. There's, uh-huh. there's not really a very good indicator if you're getting better. Like once in a while, like the meter will pop up and flash, like "Ooh, you're doing stuff," and like "Okay, I guess I'll just keep shooting, and eventually this will go up." But it's not very helpful, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you have three different characters you can play as, of course. I, you know, they're all supposed to be like different people, but like I don't really. Like, this one's trying to make a better life for himself, and this one's trying to escape his past. It's all bullshit. It's the same old shit. And everyone's just like, it's such a sophisticated, mature story. I'm like, this is the same garbage we've been playing all along. There's nothing sophisticated. I've never seen a fucking sophisticated, mature story in a Grand Theft Auto game. I barely, I don't think I've seen in any video game at all. Or very few for them. Definitely not Grand Theft Auto. But people praise, like, the writing and the narrative. I'm like, this is the same bullshit you've been playing all along. There's just more talking. The voice acting is slightly better. It's still not very good. And and the problem, like, one of the biggest problems is that thematically, the tone, it's, a, it's such a huge misfire because it doesn't know what it wants to be. It doesn't want to be a serious, like, cable TV-like drama. Cool. Then don't make a gay dog joke fucking, like, another dog. Like, that's really stupid. You're not, that's, that's stupid. Don't make a poop joke either. You're missing the mark here. You can't, you can have comedy and drama, just the gay sex dog jokes... <laughs> probably a misfire. That's probably you shouldn't probably shouldn't be doing that. It's stupid. Um but then um you also have like this like everyone like tries to defend it as like satire. Let me tell you something guys. Like I don't know if you know any real satire. Like I don't even read Mark Twain or nothing. This satire is garbage. Like this is like, I would say that mo- the majority of Grand Theft Auto is not satire. And the stuff that is satire is like low hanging fruit. <laughs> And it's lampooned so lazily that the dumbest of the people that play it can understand the joke. It's so much of it isn't satire, and what is satire is garbage. Stop saying Grand Theft Auto satire. You're you're giving good satire a bad name. 
I, I would say that even the last Grand Theft Auto game that was satire was probably Vice City. That's probably the closest. I think even San Andreas was trying to mimic something and not necessarily, like, poke fun at it or anything, you know? If the game was just trying to be serious, I would think that it would would still be crappy, right? But I'm used to games, crappy stories, trying to be too serious in video games. It's not... I wish video games were better, but I'm used to it, so I wouldn't rag on Grand Theft Auto too hard for just doing that. But then when you incorporate all the really juvenile, like, like, scatological jokes... And the stupid, like, oh, you're making fun of Facebook. You're edgy, Grand Theft Auto. Step away from that ledge, man. Like, it's just, it feels stupid and juvenile and forced. And it's not mature or next gen or whatever the fuck people are calling it. It's none of that. It's it's cheap and lazy. And and, and for me, like, the first time I played Grand Theft Auto 3, like, I, I mean, I played Grand Theft Auto 1 and 2. I didn't play London 1969, whatever it was. But I did play 1 or 2 back in their heyday, and I played 3 in its heyday. Um, but 3 had a bigger impact on me, and I think that goes for a lot of people. Because beating someone with a baseball in that ge- bat in that game felt scandalous. That, like, holy shit, what am I doing? And that was part of the appeal of the game. Like, you weren't so much sadistic, it's kind of like, I'm fucking beating someone with a baseball bat right now, somebody stop me! And now it's just like, Grand Theft Auto doesn't have that bite anymore. It feels like an old old rock star who doesn't know what made him so punk rock in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that's where that game is at right now. And I know I'm ragging on a game. I know I've prefaced this with saying I enjoyed the game, and I do. It's just that the things I don't like are much easier to deconstruct than the things I, the things I do like are much more abstract. It's more like when I'm in the zone in the game, it's almost like um, you know when you're outside on an unpleasant day. You can't can't really deconstruct a pleasant day. It's just nice. And that's what the niceness about Grand Theft Auto 5 is. Um, but the stuff it does wrong, it's still... The stuff it's done wrong all along, really, the whole series. And this doesn't really do it much better. So I, I don't think I'm ever really going to understand the kinds of high praise that it gets. But I am pleasantly surprised by how much I am enjoying the game. I feel like we should mention uh, while we're talking about the juvenile aspects of the game, which which are horrible, uh, that we're not against stuff like that. Like we both enjoy the Saints Row games, and those are just full of stupid shit. But yeah. there's there's no pretense behind it. They're they're just full on embracing their stupid. Right. It's a whole world of stupid juvenile stuff, it's and they're matter, not like well, right. But there's no gay like gay dog nah. jokes or poop jokes. Like there's there's a level of consistency. That's probably like like Chinatown Wars. Is probably my favorite Grand Theft Auto because the whole the art, the humor, the gameplay is all consistent in that world. I think Chinatown Wars is easily the best Grand Theft Auto. Honestly, it's so damn fun. It is. It's fun. like it's it's so arcadey. It's like a arcade version of Grand Theft Auto or something. I don't know. But, but everything's consistent in that game. Like the art is you know this cell shaded cartoon world and so like the mm. humor and like the gameplay support that you know but like with Grand Theft Auto 5 it's kind of like we want to tell a super serial story but then like we really want to do the poop jokes too and it just it feels like a misfire it just doesn't it doesn't work it feels really really off in that game no I'll play when it's on PS4 yeah <laughs> I see what you did there um no, and but like I said, like it's, I'm, I'm enjoying it. The missions are the same old thing. Like the, a lot of the missions, so many of the early missions revolve around chasing people in cars. God damn, chasing people in cars. 
but the cars handle better, and there's a lot less a lot less traffic on the road too. So you're not getting like fucking gridlocked every 20 seconds, which is nice. Um, but um, the missions, a lot of them are very similar. The heists are nice. I wish the whole game was like made of heists. I wish there was like a progression where like, you know, this Grand thought it wasn't like. You know, you're starting out doing, like, low-level missions or whatever. Like, you started out as, like, Ocean's Eleven or whatever. And the uh-huh. whole point was, like, building, like, an empire or something. Um, where heists were the primary part of the game. And building teams and overtaking territory. Like, I, I want something more than just, like, throw that guy on the car for the first, like, 20 missions. You know, something that built up on the previous games. Not just kind of, like, did the same thing, but prettier, you know? Yeah. That would have been that would have been a bit bolder in my in, in my opinion. It's nice that they're there, but I kinda wish that they embrace that. So let's just fucking do let's fucking do that. Cause they seem to be harping on this three player thing. Like, man, I did that fucking Animaniacs on the Super Nintendo. I don't give a fuck. That's not you're not that innovative, man. <laughs> ah real monsters and lost Vikings. They already did it way before you, man. Not that big of a deal. Hmm. So I, I, maybe they'll maybe they'll branch out with their DLC, try something different. Because as far as I understand, like the Grand Theft Auto Four DLC is fairly different. Yeah, they really did expand. I half wonder though, because Grand Theft Auto Online is a major component of this, and it's not even out yet. It comes out October first. I half wonder if the DLC is going to be focused on that. Hmm. Because Rockstar would be crazy not to monetize that, because that's going to be big. Yeah, it looked great. I mean, it looked like a whole separate game really right yeah and there was news that came out today that suggested it might be there might be microtransactions involved as well but they'd be crazy not to monetize the shit out of that because that's gonna be big people are gonna be playing that but anyway this is not, Grand Theft Auto 5 loads of problems thematically narratively mechanically but it's still a fun game I gotta I gotta be honest I gotta you know uh, eat a little crow there I am enjoying it Um, that's about it. Do you have anything you'd like to add for this episode? Yeah, uh, Shantae Half Genie Hero was funded. People donate. Everybody, everybody who's listening, go donate because I want these bonus chapters. I want these stretch goal bonus chapters. Yeah, but how much do they have to get? There isn't. How much is? Isn't that a lot? <laughs> uh, the first bonus chapter is at six hundred thousand dollars. And what are they at? Uh, they are at four hundred thousand dollars right now. Good fucking luck. <laughs> right? Oh, God. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. Sean, yeah. Go go check out the Shantae Kickstarter. Go fund it so Seth can get his fucking extra chapter. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that's all then. I would like to thank everyone for listening. And until next time, you guys take it easy. Bye. Bye.